Is Zoom killing the real world experience? When the pandemic arrived, as a teacher of the ancient Chinese movement form Qigong, I worried that I'd never see my students again. Zoom came to my rescue. I was thrilled to discover that I was now teaching students from New Zealand and New York, along with UK students from all over the country. My audience reach suddenly went global in a very gentle way. For a year and a half, my classes burgeoned. Pretty soon, my teachers, the guys who I'd only see once a year if I was lucky when they embarked on a European tour or when I made the trip to China myself, suddenly started putting out online courses too. Well, my teacher model is weekly classes in a gentle progression towards learning a full form. To go really deep with me, you'd have to come on a retreat, which I, with my colleague John, hold regularly two or three times a year. The retreats business clearly was stopped dead on the spot. My teachers started to offer interesting sounding courses. I always want to support them as they have always supported me personally. I became the publicity machine for them, letting all my students know what was on and receiving a small remuneration for my help. Lots of my students kept coming to my classes during the week, but also started studying with my teachers at the weekends. So far, so good. It's an inevitability that students would want to study with my teachers because they have a more depth of practice than I. And in the case uh, of our particular form, they're also direct lineage holders who have been taught by Dr. Pang himself. I want to work with them. How could I blame my students? It's true to say that I've lost a handful of students who had ventured off on virtual Chinese journeys and who have never returned. I'm not so egotistical that I don't understand that some students will spend a lifetime looking for teachers and there's a good chance that teacher won't be me. There is, however, a different issue here that's arisen from the sudden availability of all these online courses. One of my Chinese teachers calls it excitement, which is unfortunate because in essence, he's the one who's purveying it. If you say to a Chinese teacher, oh, my back hurts, what can I do? They'll often reply, practice, practice, practice. The idea being, keep calm and carry on. Generally, when you gently push your way through, the muscles finally stop complaining and relax and a new plateau is reached. In our form, there's nothing that substitutes for actually doing the work. There's another truth. Doing the work alone is much more difficult than doing the work in a group. When you have fellow journeymen, then you can lift yourself through the pain to higher levels that you would never bother on your own. Or on Zoom, where nobody can watch you and monitor you. Science also teaches us that our brains entrain when we work in a space together, i.e. they harmonise. 
So to the question of chi field theory. No time, no space. When we first started teaching on Zoom, I think everybody was sceptical as to how it would feel. It took no time at all to realise that working in the chi field together was excellent. Was it the same as working in a group? No, but it was certainly a good substitute. I think there's a near field chi dynamics also. Well, it doesn't replicate over Zoom. It's still better to be in a class together, in my personal opinion. The question hangs in the air. Has Zoom cheapened the Qigong experience? Well, the one thing that has become clear to me is this. Western, the Western mind is taught to value information, and lots of it. The more you know, the higher your standing in society. Or that was the case until recently. This idea was superseded by the more you have, the higher your standing, etc. Add intelligence and money and you get to the very top of our trees, vis-a-vis -vis Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. The most important thing to us seems to be pack in the knowledge. The Eastern mind, however, goes the other way. We've probably heard of the phrase monkey mind. If you sit still and listen to what's going on in your head, what do you hear? A commentary of the day and a critic of the life around you, maybe with a catchy tune to underscore it all. In the East, many people used to follow a path of contemplation and quiet. And even that's being eroded now by Western values these days. Science shows us that if we can switch off our minds, then we can trip over into the parasympathetic healing system and bring about a healing at a very deep level. Sitting listening to lots of theory from teacher after teacher is not going to heal you. I was deeply impressed by a lady I met in China who had healed herself of breast cancer, uh, not once, but twice in 10 years. Her daily regimen was to do standing meditation from seven to nine a.m. and the same from seven to nine p.m. every day without fail. In the first month, she had dissolved her tumours. In the second month, she'd shed a rather unfortunate addiction to prescription painkillers. And by the third month, all signs of her, dis of her insomnia had disappeared too. I met her a year down the road. She was still all clear and practising on. In short then, nothing substitutes for doing the hard work. There's no requirements to be constantly seeking something new or a new teacher. When you find something that feels like the truth to you, then stick to it. Give it your all. More information will not heal you. Doing Qigong online will help you, but in person is better. Time to free yourself from your pyjamas and get back into class. 
And also several years ago, Dr. Pang said, Qigong is not enough. You have to be a family too. And on that basis, I instituted coffee mornings after class so that we can all socialise together. It's a fundamental part of the healing process. Also not possible online in the same way. It's all about excitement. Ten different teachers from exotic shores can tell you lots of different theories. You can then chew this information over and over. You study your copious notes. And in so doing, exhaust your internal energy. Come practice with me and heal yourself without expending chi. We sometimes practice an exercise called La Chi. You just open and close your hands 20 centimetres at a time. It's the most simple exercise on earth. However, I have yet to find one as powerful. Practice casually and you should expect average results. And keep it simple, stupid. The old coaching acronym KISS still rings true. Has Zoom cheapened Qigong then? The offerings online are now very broad as teachers struggle to produce ever more interesting courses with fascinating sounding names for students who only ever swim along the surface. If it's more information you want, there's never been a better time. If you're a deep diver, I suggest, however, there's no substitute for joining our retreats or coming to our classes. Be careful not to get addicted to information. It's very exciting, but so is cocaine. Howl. It means everything is good already in Chinese. Howl.